Welcome to You're Still Doing That, where we talk to everyday people about their childhood joys that have endured into adulthood. Sitting next to me is... I am Bruce Bercy. Uh, Bruce, what's your current job title? So I am owner and principal validation uh, person for Finley GXP Consultants, LLC, providing quality compliance and validation services to various types of companies. Yeah, that sounds very expensive. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Uh, Bruce, uh, we're not talking about uh, quality insurance and validation today. What are, who are we going to talk about today? The one and only Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Welcome, everyone, to the 10th episode of You're Still Doing That?, where we talk to people about the things they did as kids that they still like to do today. I'm sitting in the beautiful upstairs parlor of the Bercy Estate in historic <laughs> Jamestown, North Carolina. <laughs> uh, Bruce is a longtime Pittsburgh Steelers fan growing up and cheering for the Steelers when they still had the nickname the Steel Curtain. Let's see if Bruce deserves his Steeler Nation membership card and the title Man of Steel. I asked Google who was the biggest and most popular Steelers fan. Bruce, do you have a guess on who that might be? You know, we're, we're going to go with a little Snoop Dogg there. That is correct. Google says Snoop Dogg is the biggest, the most popular Steelers fan. Bruce, why would Snoop Dogg be, uh, have the title of the Steelers' biggest fan? You know, I, I've seen him in many of his videos and, uh, you know, on tv programs as well you know he'll often would be wearing a, a pittsburgh penguins jersey which is the hockey team but at the same time you know he is known for being a a huge huge stillers fan all right bruce what's your earliest memory of supporting the steelers oh wow you know it would have to be when i was a kid i was wearing my onesie and my diaper and they were all <laughs> black and yellow <laughs> uh, visiting my my paternal grandfather who who worked the the steel mills back in the day and, and we showed up at his house and he had this poster for me of one of the players I, I don't know if it was Franco or, or Bradshaw and he asked me flat out if I knew who it was I'm like no and so he asked me who I did know and I don't remember which one I said but you know we he got up and we walked down to the corner store and he actually bought me the other uh, players yeah, poster. Yeah, the poster, so he would learn that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so growing, growing up as a kid, I, I had both Franco and, and Bradshaw up on my wall. So uh, Bercy here not just has Steeler fandom in his blood, but he's got actual steel from mm -hmm. the mills running through his family's uh, veins. I love it. I do, both sides. So it was it your grandfather that got you started in Steelers? Yes, yes. And uh, I have to admit, you know, my, my maternal grandmother was, was also a fan. Uh, she was a fan of sports in, in general. But, um, you know, I can remember watching her watch the TV. And, you know, if, if they did something dumb, she would look straight blank at the TV and go, that was stupid. <laughs> that sounds like a grandma. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you mad now. Uh, uh, guess my, um, my mom's mother. My grandma, guess who she liked to pull for? 
Well, let's see. You're from California, so I'm going to go with like either the Raiders or the Rams. No, well, she's not from California. You're going to love this answer. The Cowboys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> side of the family is Texas through and through, but don't worry. Yeah, your host truly is not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Uh, growing up, Bruce, did any of your family, did you guys live around the Pittsburgh area? So I was actually born just outside of the city. And, um, you know, my, my family, both my mom and dad's family are and, and still are in, in, in the Pittsburgh area. So, yeah. So uh, would I be right in saying that uh, your family on both sides all were Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Yes, you could say that. All right. Uh, have you ever got a chance to attend a game? I wish. Getting getting tickets to a Steelers game is, you know, from my understanding, next to near impossible. Probably, especially in the 70s when you were growing up. In, in the 70s, you know, as soon as the Immaculate Reception occurred, season tickets just sold out, and, and they've been sold out ever since. And, yeah. I know your feeling I, when people ask me as a diehard Duke Blue Devils fan, have you ever gone to Cameron? I was like, do you know how hard it is to get tickets to Cameron and Door? I've been fortunate a couple of times, uh, but uh, they're difficult. All right, Bruce, I'm going to check you out a little bit on your stadium history. All right, do you know when the stadium was founded? Uh, you mean the old Three River Stadium? That's right. Ooh. <sighs> You know, the year if you don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to know the, I don't know the year, but I'm going to say probably the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, so the Three Rivers Stadium, which is what I've always known it called, I guess I, mm-hmm. I used to watch it. The um, They used to run uh, a couple of sports out of there. Uh, the football and the Pirates, all they played out of Three Rivers Stadium. So, so the Pirates played there and, you know, the Steelers played there. And, um, you know, I want to say even the college... Pitt Panthers used three three rivers as well, but don't don't quote me on that one. So that was 1970 that that uh, stadium was founded, and like a lot of professional sports teams, it was multi-use uh, baseball and football. Mm-hmm. It was one of the old, what they called the bowl stadiums mm-hmm. back in the day. Bush uh, Stadium, where the St. Louis Cardinals play, were the same way. Riverfront in Cincinnati had a bowl stadium as well. Yep. Uh, so then it got remodeled in 2001. What mm-hmm. was it called then? It was no longer Three Rivers. The Pirates got their own stadium. Mm-hmm. So they tore down Three Rivers after the uh, final game against the uh, Washington Redskins, and they built basically an open-ended stadium, and Heinz Field was born. There you go, Heinz Field. That's what I'm used to calling it is Heinz Field. But it just recently, in 2022, uh, got renamed. Another company came in and put down a truckload of money uh, to be its sponsor. What is the stadium called now? So it's by an insurance company called AccuSure. But um, we we don't, uh, us true fans, we don't recognize it. That doesn't sound like a stadium, AccuSure Stadium. What is that? Heinz? Yeah, everybody can get behind Heinz. It goes on all your favorite things to eat. Yeah, Ketchup Stadium. All right, so um, what is the most sold-out event in, uh, I'm going to say Heinz Stadium history, because I love to say that more. And I'll give you a hint. It was last year in 2022. Uh, it's, this event brought 73,117 ticket holders. Whoa. You know, it, it's got to be a concert of some it sort. It was a concert, yes. Um, this person has been labeled the Michael Jackson of our 
of our uh, generation or this time period. Oh, wow. Uh, Someone that big. That big. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to... Currently on tour now, setting records everywhere she goes. So I'm, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Taylor Swift. Yes, yeah. little Tay Tay there. Yep. We're all Swifties over here. <laughs> yeah, 73,000 people. That was last year. All right, so growing up, um, did any of your friends, were they Steelers fans? No, afraid not. Mm. I know that feeling being a, a Blue Devils fan here in yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Hard to stomach sometimes. <laughs> did you ever get in any notable confrontations with people about being a Steelers fan? No. No, you know, I was a young kid and um, we all just... We just played it cool. Yes, that, right. That you know, there was no point. Who was the? What was the popular fan group growing up for you? Uh, well, for me and me always, it's always been Pittsburgh. But uh, you know, back then as a kid, Dallas seemed to be the big team to go against. Uh, you know, Tom Landry, he built a great yep. uh, organization there with you know, Roger Staubach and um, uh, Tony Dorsett there. But uh, yeah, you know that that was the kind of the bigger fan base that I, I remember as a kid. Yeah, I grew up being a Rams fan because we lived out in L.A. So I've always been a big uh, believer in pooling for your local team. So I've been a Rams fan uh, ever since. Um, I don't really know a lot of stats on the Rams, though, but I've always pulled for them. All right, Bruce. So what do you think is the reason for the Steelers' uh, long-standing success, at least since the 1970s anyway? It all goes back to the hiring of Chuck Knoll. It really does. Um, uh, you know, uh, the the chief, that that being Art Rooney Sr. when when he hired him, and um, you know, Dan Rooney, the, the son, made the decision to hire Chuck Knoll, and Chuck Knoll came in, and the first draft pick of the '69 was Joe Green, mm, that was and a good pick. and they decided that we're going to build the team via the draft. And that first training camp, when when Noel looks at everybody, the the rookies and the veterans at training camp, and says, "Some of you aren't going to be here." And he just he doesn't scream. He didn't never screamed it. He just was like, "Some of you will not make it." And, and that was the turning point. Yeah, they had some. You know, they went one and thirteen that season. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was getting a hit here. Mm-hmm. His first season, he was still. You could <laughs> tell he was using some folks that weren't his yet. Nope, nope, they weren't. And, uh, you know, the next season they had the first-round draft pick again, and they picked up this guy from Louisiana named Bradshaw. That's right. And, you know, things started to turn around a little bit. Now, before uh, Chuck Knoll came in, uh, the Steelers were a bunch of pretty much a mediocre club. (laughs) Uh, What year were they founded? Believe it or not, July 8th. 1933, so 90, 90 years ago today. Wow, that is, because we are recording on the 8th. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, do you know what the record was their first season? Oh my goodness, uh, no. They were 3-6, and six, and that pretty much sums up all of their football history all the way up to 1972. That's when they had, uh, they only had five winning seasons between 33 and 72. That was it. Uh, uh, and they had a whole <laughs> host of coaches in between all those years as well. They did. They did. Lots of coaches. Um, who founded the Steelers? So that that would be Art Rooney. Art Rooney. How much did he pay for the Steelers? Twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred bucks. Uh, on Google, that said it was 
it would round up to be around 57 grand our day. Can you believe getting starting an NFL franchise for $57,000? <laughs> not not today. That's what it's what it was. <laughs> uh, you'd need uh, just south of a billion dollars to start one now for sure. Exactly. A brand new one anyway. Now, you said Chuck Knoll's first season, he was 1 in 13 season 1. But all the best coaches usually have two or three years mm-hmm. of downtime before their system kicks in. All the greats were never great when they started. They were laying that foundation down. So his stats, Chuck Knoll, uh, he was coach for, I think I counted, 22 seasons. Sounds which, about right. Uh, is That is longstanding. I don't care what the sport is. Uh, any, even t-ball sports or <laughs> high school sports. 22 seasons straight is incredible. Uh, 12 playoff appearances in those 22 seasons. Four Super Bowl wins. Every time the team made it to the Super Bowl, they won. They had no losses in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the most wins of any coach. Um, I think I was trying to figure out what I was typing. Oh, he's got the most wins of any Pittsburgh coach. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think Don Shula has the most wins. Yeah, he's the highest. Uh, what do you think made Chuck Knoll so... Uh, so great. I mean, his Steelers, uh, they had winning. I didn't write this down, but they were pretty much over 500 uh, for all of those 22 seasons. I, th- I think what made Noel so great was he was not there to be their friend. He was there to teach them football. And he even said that to his players. You know, I'm not here to be your friend. I am here to teach you how to play football. And he did not go out screaming like some coaches do. But the players knew that if they got the look from Noel and he was less than impressed, they better just go and hide. And um, yeah, well, I'm sure he probably screamed back doors. He did. He he did. <laughs> All the great coaches save uh, the screaming for the locker room. They never in public. And, I mean, yes, he did have his screaming fits. Uh, you know, looking back on the '74 season. You know, John Madden, they're playing the Raiders in the playoffs. Madden goes, you know, the two best teams are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. And Noel goes into halftime, tells his team that, you know, the that the Super Bowl is three weeks away and the best team is in this locker room. And what they do, you know, they went out and then they just pummeled the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, after Chuck Noel and all of his greatness – came the Bill Cowher era. And what I think is amazing is usually when you get a coach that's been somewhere a long time, you might have like a Ferris wheel of other coaches before somebody lands. But not the Steelers. That is not any, not since uh, 72 anyway, has not been in their DNA. You had Bill Cara, uh, <laughs> I want to say his name pronounced, Bill Cowher in. Uh, he would lasted 14 seasons, I think I counted. Also unheard of in professional sports, for the most part anyway. Ten playoff appearances. Two Super Bowl outings. Uh, they lost in 95 to everyone's uh, least and, I guess, some favorite <laughs> team, the Cowboys. But you're losing to Aikman and Michael, uh, Michael Irvin, Smith. Uh, that's a Emmett Smith, that's a... That's a tough ball club right here. That that was. They lost to them, but they beat the Seahawks in 05, uh, giving them a second win. Uh, what do you know? remember about Bill Cower? You know, I, I'm a big fan of the Bill Cower era. Um, 
Yeah, that would have been our that would have been our generation. That that's my generation yeah. really. Uh, you know, one thing about Bill Cower, I, I remember players talking about him, and they loved it when when Cower would scream at them in, in in anger because they did something stupid. What they really feared was when he gave the silent treatment. Right. But uh, you know, uh, if you're screaming at somebody, then they know they care. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the thing I, you know, what made I think Cower so great was his passion for for the game and for the team. Uh, you know, I think the the Rooney family they look just beyond the the X's and O's when it comes to hiring coaches. They they want to know about their family and um, they they seem to truly take an, an interest in. Yeah, they in their family. somebody that's going to not just be interested in getting wins and losses, but somebody mm-hmm. will take an interest in the players. Mm-hmm. And they, they want to know about their values yeah. as well. Yeah. Now, uh, so he lasted 14 seasons, and then we get another new coach who also was longstanding and current head coach, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin. Uh, I think I counted he's in a 16th season. He's got eight playoff appearances in those 16 seasons. Uh, two Super Bowls appearances, winning in 2008 against the Cardinals. And then, of course, losing to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in 10. Uh, uh, Tomlin, if you look at the stats, is the most consistent coach of all time uh, in Steelers history. Most consistently uh, has a, he has the highest win percentage mm-hmm. uh, of all the rest, um, and all the stats up and down the board. His teams are performing uh, more efficiently uh, overall. Um, what do you like about Mike Tomlin? I'm sure you know. I've never and he's been. He's the coach I know the best is Tomlin. Yeah, you know I like Tomlin. You can kind of say he's part of the Steeler tree. Um, if you when you look back at it, Chuck Knoll actually hired Tony Dungy as a coach. Uh, Dungy actually played for Pittsburgh back in the seventies, early eighties. Did Dungy get a Super Bowl with the Colts? Colts, yeah, yes. So. Um, but when Dungy was down in Tampa, uh, Tomlin was one of his uh, defensive people. So you know, there's kind of a a, a little bit of a Steeler right. tree there. Um, I don't know. I've never been able to get into the Tomlin era. I just can't. I don't know why. He's <laughs> he's a great. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he seems to be well respected by his players and stuff. I I just you know. I love, I'm, I'm a cower power guy. Yeah, yeah, that was your that was your mm-hmm. that was growing up. That was your coach. Yep. What I like about Mike Tomlin is you watch him in a press conference, especially. Uh, like at halftime or if the team lost and they ask about whatever the problem was, you can see on his face. He's like, oh, we're going to address that. You and, can see on his face that he is going to make some people work. <laughs> and he does. I, I really think he does. And I agree with you 100%. During, you know, during conferences, when things don't go right, um, you know, he, he's going to address it. I think something that's wearing on me as a Steeler fan is – the standard is the standard. That's a nice quote. Right. But, sorry, we're, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Our, our uh, main focus is Super Bowls, and that is the standard. Now, speaking of that, though, the last, uh, when I was looking at stats, um, 
the last five years of Steelers has not been the standard. Nope. Looking up there. Uh, they only have one winning season in the last five years. Um, uh, straight out winning season. The other four, is they're right about 500. Where they'll be, they'll be nine and six, or they'll be eight and seven, or something like that. They sit right around five hundred. Only two playoff appearances mm-hmm. in those five years, each of them in a wild card game, which means they did not win their division. Um, and uh, I, t- I forget when I looked if they won those wild card games or not that they were in. Uh, they did not win last they, year, and um, I think they did win the last time. Yeah. So it's not been the standard the last five years. What do you think now? We do have COVID in the middle mm-hmm. of those five years. So, uh, and I know that 2021 season, uh, there's a lot of complaints from players and coaches about all the different policies they had to adhere to. And so that was a little different. Um, but last year was pretty much business as normal. Last year was business as normal. Uh, you, you know, I think... Uh... You know, I, I love Big Ben. He should have retired, I think, um, you know, the year. Sooner than he did. Sooner than he did, especially after he had the arm uh, surgery because he just didn't have the, the cannon that he had before. Um, so I'll tell you, in my little opinion, is they have not had the quarterback staple since Ben has left. You know, I, I, I like Kenny Pickett. I really do. I think giving him a chance to mature, he'll do a really good job. I really like what they did this year with the uh, front line. They, they, you know, they brought in a their first round pick was you know a big beefy Broderick Jones from Georgia, who I think will solidify the front line with them. Uh, if they can keep him upright, I think they can uh, put some points on the yeah, board. Defense wins games. Defense wins games. Yeah, your quarterback is only as good as the amount of time they have to throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if your quarterback only has two <laughs> seconds to throw the ball. Uh, he's not going to, I don't care who he is, he's not nope. going to do very well. No, he's not. So, um, and I think that's been the Steelers' issue, too, for the last couple of seasons. It has. It has. Not necessarily how good the quarterback was, but how much time do they have to throw a ball? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, um, Bruce, what do you have to cheer about for next season and ongoing for the Steelers? <sighs> so, for this coming season, I think knowing that we've got a, you know, a second-year quarterback who you know knows the system more it's going to be more comfortable and he didn't have a full season they kind of went through the gambit of third string quarterbacks before they gave Pickett a chance so they did that you know Mitch Trubisky started and he got benched and Pickett yeah. started as a as a as a rookie as a Duke fan I'll tell you you don't want <laughs> Mitch Trubisky man coming out of Carolina uh, it's like, no, no, no. I would have like, why are you getting that guy? He's from Carolina. Don't get him. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I really like also their, um, you know, George Pickens, who will be in his second year this year. He can, uh, you know, he watching some of the catches he made last year. Yeah. Got to love tight end uh, Firemuth. Awesome. If uh, the front line can, you know, open up some holes for, for Najee Harris, I think the package will, will start uh, being there. Now, did Watt say if he was going to come back or not? Uh, TJ. Yeah. Um, yeah. T- we've got TJ. Yeah. So we've got you know we've got the edge taken care of. There if he go. can just stay healthy. I know that family man. They could have, they could have had a couple more kids, man. I'll tell you <laughs> what, the whole family line is this one uh, defensive player after another. All right, Bruce. I'm about ready to run through 
some Bruce, some uh, Pittsburgh Steelers facts, okay, and stats and record holders. Let's see what you know. When were the Steelers founded? 1933. And how much did they cost? 2,500 bucks. By who? Art Rooney. How many Super Bowls do the Steelers have? Six. Yes. Uh, here's a little harder one. How many AFC championships? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say at least, I think about 10. They've got eight AFC championships. Um, their overall winning percentage from when they were founded in 1933 to now. Is it over or under 500? I would say it's over 500. Yep, just a scotch. Uh, 697 wins, 598 losses, uh, which uh, does sum up their first about 50 years of existence, yeah. 40 years of existence. <laughs> uh, which quarterback has the most yard, has the record for the most yards in a season? Uh, it's going to be Big Ben. Yeah, 5,129 yards. Uh, which running back has the most yards obtained in a single season? Ooh, I think that's going to be Franco. That is Barry Foster. Barry Foster. 1,690. Which is not, um, when you think about running backs in the NFL, there's been several to break the 2,000 mark. There have been. But, so. you know, we all know what the, you know, the NFL and run, running backs means. Not for long. Not for long. Nope. Yeah, the, all of them. Short season, that's for sure. Um. All right, uh, which Pittsburgh receiver has the most yards in a season? Oh, wow. Uh, oh, I think it's either going to be Swan or maybe Heinz Ward. He was like, I would have thought Heinz Ward, too, but it's Antonio Brown, 1,864, okay. which is quite a lot for a receiver. Uh, who's got the most touchdowns, uh, in, uh, most touchdowns and yards of all time in the Steelers. All-time record holder for yards and touchdowns. He's got the same record for both. Most touchdowns ever by a Steeler mm-hmm. and most yards obtained by a Steeler. Uh, you know, we're going to go with Franco on that one. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Stay there, yep. Mr. Heinz Ward. All right, who's you probably know this one. Who's got the record for the longest reception? He's done it twice. Or he tied. He tied. Um, he did it twice. You know, let's go with Antonio. Juju Smith, 97. <laughs> he did it twice. All right, who's got the most tackles in a season? Yeah, um, 141. 141. Um, this is a newer guy. Newer guy? Well, that's sort of newer. Sort of newer. Um, you, you know, we'll go with uh, Watt, but I don't think that's correct. No, Watt is going to come on up. James, is it uh, Fayer? James Farrier. Yeah, Farrier. He's got mm-hmm. important tackles. Uh, who's got uh, the most sacks uh, in a single season? You know, I think that's going to be James Harrison. That is J.J. Watt. Okay. He's, he just broke that in a single season. Okay. Uh, now, J.J. Um, Watt's only three sacks away from being the all-time sack leader. Okay. He's pretty close. Uh, most interceptions in a season he, well, with 11. Most receptions in a season? Yeah. In- uh, interceptions. Oh, interceptions. Not thrown interceptions. That might be Rosberger, <laughs> too. Who uh, has intercepted the ball you know, the most I, in a single season with 11? Mm-hmm. And this is, um, he also holds um, the same record for all time with 52 interceptions. 
You don't to I, his name in the NFL. I think that's going to be Mel Blount. You got it. He sure yeah. does. You got it. Uh, which field goal kicker um, holds the title for the longest field goal, 59 yards in Steelers history? This was in 2020. Uh, that would have been Boswell, I believe. Yeah, you got it. 59 yards. That's tough, man. That is. He's got a leg, though. Yeah. Uh, which coach... And you only have like three to pick from. <laughs> uh, which coach has the most wins in a single season with 15? This includes playoffs. This includes playoffs. 15 wins. Uh, you know, I think that's a cower. Yeah, era. that's your man right there. All right, Bruce. Steelers are known for having nicknames for a lot of their players. They got tons of nicknames. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read off a nickname, and I'm going to see if you can tell me who it is. Let's roll. Who's the bus? Jerome Bettis. All right, but more importantly, the bus doesn't roll without a driver. Who's the bus driver? Who was his blocker? Oh, who was his blocker? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they called him the bus driver. Oh, my gosh. That one I don't know. Uh, Tim Lester. He he blocked for Bettis. Uh, Bettis is like, yeah, but I couldn't do it without my driver. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite nicknames, the Big Snack. Casey Hampton. Do you know why Casey Hampton has the title, the Big Snack? Cause he's huge. Four over four hundred pounds. <laughs> you know, when when you uh, are in the middle of that three four D, you you need to be pretty big. All right, uh, this person has the title of the torpedo uh, for his interceptions and his hits. Oh wow! Um, Laying the hits down and collecting interceptions, he's got fifty one total interceptions to his name right off Mel Blount. I believe that's Donnie Shell. Yeah, it is. Uh, this person has the nickname of Fast Willie after a 75-yard Super Bowl return. Well, you know, Matt's going to hate this one, but it's Willie Parker, UNC graduate. Oh, no, he's UNC. (laughs) No offense to all my UNC listeners, but yeah. Uh, But I'm sure if you had your own podcast, you'd be dogging on Duke, too. Uh, all right, this one has got to be one of the best. Uh, Count Dracula and Cleats. You know, my my favorite all-time player, Jack Lambert. Uh, yeah, he uh, was cow count count mm-hmm. Dracula because his front teeth got knocked gone. out in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got knocked out playing basketball in high school. He took an elbow, so he had uh, some fake front teeth, and he yep. would take them out playing football. So he just had the outer ones that looked like fangs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think the only thing missing, you know, if he could have been out there chain smoking mm. while, while playing, playing uh, linebacker. Oh yeah, yeah the. Article I was reading on him is that they was intimidating quarterbacks mm-hmm. looking at him. Uh, 1,450 tackles in 146 games. Uh, he averaged, so he was almost at 10 tackles a game, which is pretty good, even now standards. Yep. Uh, next nickname, Psycho Ward. Hines. Uh, yeah. That, that player said that that man's <laughs> tougher than a woodpecker's lips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll hit you and just keep on smiling. Yeah. Uh, the Mad Dog. Um, oh my goodness. His uh, name's Rhyme, by the way. It's almost a rhyme one. <laughs> um, Dwight White. Dwight White. Thank you. Thank like, you. Oh, that's hard to say I, for a little I, kid. I kept wanting to say uh, Ernie Holmes, but that's not right. Uh, the Tasmanian Devil. And that one I should know, but I cannot. Yeah, uh, he's known for his hair. His hair. Oh my gosh. If it's the guy I'm thinking that would stick out from his helmet. Oh, oh yes. Number 43, Troy Palomalo. I never could understand why Troy had all that hair. I was like, how many times does that get grabbed in a game? <laughs> like, if he's trying to sack somebody, how many times does that hair get yanked? I, I was like, I don't know, man. I got to put it up in a bun or something. 
It's part All of right. who he is. It was, dude. That was classic. Uh, Big Ben. Oh, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Iron Mike. Uh, Iron Mike Webster. Yep. Uh, he yep. got it. Yep. Uh, I swear he should have sued Mike Tyson. <laughs> yep. Uh, center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's Iron right. Part of, part of that famed 74 draft class yep. where, uh, you know, believe it or not, five of them went, went, are now in the Hall of Fame. The Blonde Bomber. Bradshaw. Yes. Uh, the Emperor, or sometimes called Emperor Chaz. That would be Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll, that's right. Mean Joe. <laughs> oh, I guess I can't say his whole name, can nope, I? Nope, you can't say that one. Number 75, now retired, Joe Green. Mean Joe Green, Have yes. The, and yep. the Chief. Oh, that would be Rooney. That would be mm-hmm. uh, the founder himself. The founder, yes, himself. Um, now, uh, does a Rooney family still own the Steelers? Yes, they do. They now, do. Uh, Art is not. Is he still with us? Uh, so, you know, um, the founder Art. I didn't look that one up. You know, uh, you know, it was Art to begin with, then his son Dan uh, took over, and now we're at Dan's son Art. Um, I think he's junior. Um, he's now the president, CEO, right. of of the of the team. Gotcha. So it's still in the family. It is still in the family. Uh, Bruce, what's one of your most memorable times watching a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers game? So I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, you know, the last Super Bowl, doing some graduate classwork as well. And Arizona had just gone up. And I'm like, oh. Who was the quarterback for Arizona that year? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Oh, yeah. He, He's he, a Rams fan, too. He hit uh, Fitzgerald for, for a pass. Oh, Fitzgerald. There's a good receiver. And uh, I was like, oh. So I turned it off. And my wife calls down and says, Bruce, you, you bet you can't. you got to turn it back on. Reluctantly, I turn it back on. And, uh, you know, what, what happens, you know, Ben drives him down the field and throws that back corner to Santonio San Holmes. You know, the two feet are just inside uh, the the out-of-bounds marker, and, you know, he comes down with it, and there's still like a minute 43 left to play. They do the kickoff. A couple plays later, Palomalu strips the ball from, from Warner, and, you know, Pittsburgh does the kneel down, and, you know, Super Bowl number six is, is on the finger. Nice. But, yeah, it's, it's nerve-wracking being a Steeler fan. It really is. I can only imagine because <laughs> there is an expectation of winning. Yeah, I was gonna, um, I was gonna make a joke that expecting expectation of winning, uh, being in the AFC division, um, uh, I was wondering how many times the Patriots got in the way because uh, there. But I was looking out there and it did seem like they got in the way that much. Seems like you guys would shoot yourself in the foot before you yeah. got to them. Yeah, we would. We would. And, and luckily, in 2008, somebody had an injury that year, and the Patriots weren't in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh, can remember who that fellow was. That's, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. gone that year. Yeah. He that was his, your season. That was our season. And the Packers um, uh, probably thought that was their season, too, but no. <laughs> they got stuck. But luckily, Aaron got one, at least one. How do you think Aaron's going to do in the Jets this year? I feel sorry for him. I think it's going to be horrible. Uh, I think everybody I, dies at the Jets, don't they? They do. Brett Favre died at the yep. Jets. I can't uh, believe he followed Brett Favre's footsteps. Yeah. No, everybody dies at the Jets. Everybody dies at the Jets. I think he's going to be, uh, he better get comfortable on his back. You know, I think he's going to be there a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was like, anybody mm-hmm. but the Jets that you go to, man. 
All right, Bruce, uh, I'm going to ask you six rapid-fire questions to finish up our show today. Let's do it. All right, outside of your family, what's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? Um, oh, wow. You know, I, I can remember as a kid, uh, you know, going to, to Mammoth Cave. I have to admit, that was awestruck. Is that Kentucky? That was Kentucky, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and just knowing that there's this walking through it and, you know, they, they flip out the lights and it's complete and total darkness. So, yeah, just I think exploring exploring those caves was kind of awesome. Uh, what's a favorite smell? Fresh cut grass for some crazy reason. I thought you were going to say fresh donuts like we had today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a favorite sandwich? You know, I can't go wrong with... Um, uh, a hot ham and cheese. Nice. What's your favorite drink? Any kind of drink. Any kind of drink. Uh, you know, it, it sounds crazy, but nothing tastes better than just a, a cheap beer after a, a, a Saturday of working out in the yard. Uh, you know, cold. It's <laughs> What brand would that be? <laughs> you, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's just a, every now and then just a good cold Coors Light. Good yeah. Coors Light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would go Corona myself. I don't know if that counts as a cheap beer. None of it's cheap right now. No, that's right. None (laughs) of it's cheap. Uh, What makes you happy every time it happens to you? You know, I I think uh, I I like to run. You know, coming in, no matter how hot or cold it is outside, it just makes me feel good. Yes, I, I would agree on that. What advice would you give little tiny Bruce Bercy if you could slip one little nugget of advice? Wow. Uh, you know, I think if I could uh, talk to the younger one and say, don't go into science. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would have told myself, practice more, don't go into teaching. You know, <laughs> as, much, as much as I love being a scientist, if I knew back then what today's world was going to be like, um, you know, unfortunately, business is making the decisions of scientists, unfortunately. Mm, that's, yeah. that's happened in education, too. <laughs> All right, Bruce, and I ask each person, who would you nominate to be on the podcast? Who is someone you know that is still doing the same kinds of things they did as a kid? You know, I'm, I'm going to nominate my, my neighbor and uh, my vaccine buddy, Gail Cromier. She is a uh, mental health guru, and uh, I think she would be an awesome addition to your podcast. Oh, I can't wait for getting in touch with her. Uh, Bruce, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, if, thank uh, you. If you want to meet Bruce in real life, then uh, make sure your uh, your drug manufacturing machines <laughs> need some quality assurance and validation. And Bruce is your man to get them validated and get you on the road to being a drug manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Matt. All right. Remember, folks, find out what makes you happy and get to it. There's a lot of life out there to live. Take time to enjoy it. Have a good week. That was awesome. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Cheer the Steelers. Back in the goal. Here we go. This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Here we go. The Steeler Nation. Has the best fans. We are from Pittsburgh, the six-time Super Bowl champ. Here we go.